Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing is here. Brought to you by... Vacuum and Furnace <coughs> and Duct Cleaning. All right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Getting ready for September. It's hard to believe it's already here. I mean, we were just talking about pools being closed or opened or otherwise and still trying to... We've had a great summer. I mean, really, yeah, when it has you think been a about, great summer. it yeah. hasn't been too hot. We've had our hot days, but it's not been crazy to the point of where you're kind of like, you know, feeling sweltering, like, oh, make it end. It's been a really, really amazing summer. I, I have to admit, it's... It's actually been a blessing. Busy summer, too. Yeah, yeah, with lots of things happening for sure with regards to all happening tech-wise because we got a lot of things uh, that are going to be announced this fall. Pretty excited about that. Well, yeah, we're going to go to some of those and some of those new products. And I know there's a few things you want to talk about here today. But first of all, um, you travel a lot. You're at airports yep. an awful lot of the time. Airport security has always been a problem, especially huh. since 9-11. It, and and I understand why, but I mean, yep. it's, it's, it's a hassle for an awful lot of people. Yes. Uh, uh, any changes, any innovations here? Well... <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. The moments of going to the airport are very strenuous. And we've had a point where it's been quite a long time that we've had over 18 years in respects to the security, obviously to the situation, and we are now about to streamline it. Airports are getting busier. Obviously, we see that with more uh, flights taking on every day. Well, one of the things that's going to be quite intriguing is now the technology has advanced to the point where your product and your items going through the scanning bag in Australia right now and soon to be through England, uh, they have a 3D scanning uh, product. And what this does is... Similar to like an x-ray, the old technology is you do an x-ray and you look for things like an MRI machine real quick. This one does a 3D scanning. So uh, the individuals that are are, are, uh, border crossings and otherwise will be able to instantly look at your product or your bag without you removing your laptop, without removing any of your liquids. And not only that, not only just removing the liquids, we will no longer be restricted to the 100 milliliters. You know how you used to be use clear milliliter bottles and you had to put it in the little clear Ziploc bag? Those are going to be done. And they're testing it right now. And the good news is it's going to make airports very efficient. The bad news is these scanners know everything that is inside your bag. It will know like in 3D dimensional, giving you uh, an actual reading of what the product is. So it will know it's Dove shampoo. It will know the uh, Aveeno cream, whatever you're putting in your bottles, it's going to know. So if you're a little concerned about that, now that's a good thing. So you don't have to worry about it. But I do know that people do travel right now. And cannabis is is one of those topics that I look at. And if you're traveling with a CBD cannabis product, which is still legal in Canada as a medicine, you're still going to have troubles trying to uh, get on an airplane with it. So uh, it's going to recognize lithium-ion batteries, everything. So good news, you're going to be going through airports faster. Bad news is they'll know everything in that bag. Everything. Everything and even what's in the bottle. Yeah. Not just you have a bottle of shampoo. They're going to know the style and the type. It can read the chemical compounds. This is how advanced, like this 3D uh, uh, scanner can read the compounds to understand what's in that actual product of liquid. I I got it. Bring it back to the subject here of uh, self-driving cars, okay? Yeah. Uh, Because we've been talking about this for the longest time, not just Tesla. We'll get into Tesla in a second here. Sure. But essentially, a a self-driving car is is just a, a, a computer. 
Yeah, you're, you're, right, yeah. you're getting a ride in a computer. That's really what <laughs> it comes wheels. down to. Yeah, yeah. Well, a, anybody who's owned a laptop, which is yeah. most of us, I guess, at this stage, you have to upgrade. You you know you can't use a ten year old laptop, right? That's right. Yes. That's well, correct. at some point, you're going to have to upgrade your, your autonomous vehicle too. <laughs> and Ford is the first one that's actually come out and said, uh, "Yeah, there's there's a, a time limit on that. You can't drive these things forever." That's right. Not only are they saying there's a time limit. Normally, I mean, mm. I, I know I drive my car. I like to get at least a good eight years out of my vehicle. Ford is claiming that these self-driving cars aren't going to last more than four years. Have to buy a new car every four years. Every four years. An auto- when, self- we, when we get to that When stage. we get to there. But Uber and all of these services and really the industry and the taxi industry, the Uber industry, uh, the Lyft industry, this is the part which Ford is saying is uh, self-driving cars, when it's fully implemented, will be upgraded every four years. Now, the reason they're claiming this is because they're they're making a statement that we're going to have jobs for years to come, but there's going to be a lot of scrap metal. So here's the difference between a self-driving car and a car like Bill and Adam drives today, is we could sell our car and someone else could drive it, yeah, right? Yeah. In this case, the self-driving cars are literally garbage, they will not be able to say, well, we'll put that now as a secondary car. It's a used, self-driving, self-autonomous car. It's about 10 years old because it's dangerous and it won't be able to keep up with the technology required to keep them on the road. Yeah. They will be safer. They will be uh, much better to drive. But the reality is that if you, they're going to be constantly flipping the cars because they have to. The, 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 the technology, even with 5G, is not even here yet. And they already know that we're only on phase one of 5G. There's about seven uh, levels of 5G before we actually get it rolling in its full capacity. Well, that's going to require new hardware, new equipment. Software is easy to upgrade. You can do that easily through just oh, transfer. Yeah, sure. But the hardware needs to be replaced. So yeah, self-driving car. There's going to be a lot of junk sites full of self-driving cars. Boy, they didn't tell you that. No, th- this was <laughs> where I, I, I think one of the comments with Ford claiming this is, we're going to keep churning out new cars, and this is exciting for our economy. And in the same breath... I'm not hearing how these self-driving cars are going to be very well recycled. And that's the part which maybe I think Ford was trying to make a, yeah, a point they, of. They've got some work to do. Yeah, it's 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 not perfect yet. Uh, doorbells. We talked about uh, security doorbells, etc. And uh, an innovation I hear with the, uh, Google Nest about doorbells. Well, you know, I we talk about self uh, uh, home Internet of Things technology, and one of the things we talk about there's all sorts of cameras. And I think last week we spoke about how doorbells are being uh, used by the police. This one with Google Nest doorbell will be able to now determine you have a package. So normally you may not be at your uh, uh, at your home or you might not be able to answer your doorbell. As easy as it is, it could be the delivery guy banging the doorbell and going, I got your box. And, you know, this actually will notice that it is a box of certain size and dimensions and will confirm that it is a package and will email you to say under this new Google Nest doorbell, we'll now know that you're receiving a package, we'll send you an alert and let you know versus just saying your doorbell's ringing and now says your package has arrived. So even if you're getting groceries, you'll yeah. find out, oh yeah, the, the UPS guy's been here. Right, which allows you to be able to react or be able to, uh, you know, I guess, respond to the situation. Someone's got a box, they left it there, and we hear about that where people have their boxes and, and products being stolen. This gives the indi- uh, the individual a much better understanding that it is there, and maybe you might want to take efforts to try and get it. All right, what's going on with Amazon and Walmart? Walmart. It's an Am- interesting combination. Well, speaking of which, which I thought was very much a good segue, we saw that Google's going to doorbell yeah. tell you your packages 
arriving. Well, get ready because Amazon, Walmart, and all of these other big shopping centers are now turning malls, little small areas of like probably 2,000 square feet in malls that are open from the outside, are going to be shipping locations. So it's a big, big business. It's about to roll out, and they're going to be putting them up in all of these dead locations that you're like, oh my goodness, this is horrible. Look where all the business went. Well, they're going to probably be occupied very, very shortly by a lot of Amazons and Walmarts, and they're going to be, think of it as a UPS drop-off store, you know, like a little package store, except it's like a big security room. You're going to walk in with your app, and it will tell you <clears throat> which uh, uh, closet or which uh, lockbox you're in, and you'll be able to access your product, test it. If you want to, you can return it on site. Now, isn't this just a little more than ironic? I mean, it was Amazon that probably put a lot of those malls out of business. So, <laughs> and now I, they're well, using this space. They need it because they got to ship it. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> That's the part that made me go, "Wow!" I guess it's kind of a uh, serendipitous that they're kind of like, "Yes, we got you out of business. Now I need to rent your space so I can send yeah. my packages to it." Crazy stuff. Uh, a new baby monitor. Well, a baby monitor. It's called Bluebell, and yeah. you know, there's lots of baby monitors. You know, the back when I had my daughters. All I had was sound to go on. And I mean, it picked up signals from uh, some kid on a walkie-talkie up the street. I mean, <laughs> I got I got the radio responder. I got taxi cabs. Every so often, I'm thinking, what man's in my daughter's room? And it's just the taxi cab down the street. The new upgraded versions of baby monitors is Bluebell. And this wearable device is actually pretty, I don't know, it's kind of intense, to be honest with you. So what it does is it straps to the baby. Okay, you put attach it to the clothing. It's an app. And what it does is while it's sleeping, it's going to give you the full specs of what your child is doing. So it's going to give you temperature, what position they're in, are they rolling too much, the amount of sleep they're having. It's going to be able to give you a better understanding of their breathing rate. I don't know. It's a little scary. Like we talk about Big Brother. Yeah. This is where parent overprotective mode goes into danger uh, because I'm just looking at this going, is a parent going to be able to just go Netflix binge or do they going to have to sit and get a, a, a constant monitor on an app telling them your child has now moved two degrees to the left. Um, it's a little overkill in my opinion but if you're very cautious and nervous about your child what's great about this is you can hook up many family members. So your grandchildren your grandparents will now have a full spectrum of how their <laughs> grandchild's temperature is sitting at and how they're sleeping. <laughs> So you don't need to babysit. You don't need to physically be there anymore. Just hook up to the app. Just, I mean, other than the baby, I'm sure I'm going to have tech coming out on how we're going to change the diaper and feed the child. But yep. at the end of the day, right now, no, you don't need to be there. You're going to know exactly how they're how they're doing. That'll be next week's show. That's right. Uh, listen, we always concern Bluetooth. And I yeah. told you, one of the things I always have a problem with, of course, is batteries. Apparently, that's not going to be a problem too much longer. Well, last week we spoke about, and this is a bit of a scary thing. I talk about how amazing this new technology is, yeah. and then I kind of talk out of the other mouth, going, it's dangerous. It's, it's hackable. Well, let's talk about the good thing. So Bluetooth is launching in their new upgrade, uh, 5.0, which is out currently. They are now able to create such a, <clears throat> a mind amount of energy required, it doesn't need batteries. It doesn't need batteries. That means that Bluetooth headsets, Bluetooth small low emitting devices aren't going to need batteries anymore. How is that possible? It's using, if you can believe it, energy that is already in uh, in the environment. So kinetic energy, light energy. Uh, and so this has been tested and is working. Right now it's on low level uh, Bluetooth, meaning it can't be too far from the device like a headset or otherwise, but it will not require. Imagine putting a headset on and not needing to worry about 
charging it. You can just put on your dongles or whatever you wear when you want to listen, and you will not need to charge those anymore. So Bluetooth has the new technology without the battery. There, there's still a, a battery. Allow me to re- reemphasize. You just don't need to charge it. All right. Uh, a new sensor that will actually read my sweat. Nothing said. <laughs> well, that's essentially it. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, you dumb it down real good for you. But electrolytes are a big thing. Uh, metab- uh, I'm no doctor, by the way, but uh, metabolites, electrolytes, these are all things that are coming out of our body when we're losing energy. And I'll be honest with you. There's times when I'm like, geez, I feel a little faint. And this is actually important. We always say you should probably drink some, you know, Gatorade or Powerade or whatever the drink is, the energy drink to boost your, your electrolytes, right? Well, sometimes... You shouldn't. You may not need electrolytes. And this is actually quite ingenious because some people do put too much in their body because it's sugar. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I'm no health expert, uh, folks. Uh, You know, I am probably the least guy to tell you about health. But this I find very interesting because I ride my bike and I'll go out actually and ride out to my dad and and, uh, the vacuum man. And, you know, when I get there, I'm like, oh, I'm sweating. My dad's like, you need a Powerade. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I do. Or do I? With this device, I strap it on. It gives me a full indication of where my electrolytes are. And it will actually give you a gauge you need more you don't you don't need them so it's actually quite handy this is i, I always love when you can t- find some of these great tech things that actually are, are medical uses yeah, as well yeah. and this is a, an outstanding one that i, I read a couple of times uh, this is a, 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 i guess it's a, a wristwatch or something but it, anyway autistic families dealing with autism yeah, are going right. to love this it's a device that actually can be worn in a it's actually in a shirt it could be worn in a shirt it okay. could be worn in a, in a wrist but it's like electrodes within the within the clothing or within the device itself and they tested this on 2500 children that had autism and they've got it down to 60 seconds. The monitors within within the clothing and with them wearables, the wristwatch and otherwise, it's able to actually determine heart rate, blood pressure, uh, like an ECG, very similar. And there's obviously symptoms that rise within a minute that someone with autism will be able to have an outburst. And and truthfully, when we know about autism, it's it's a minute is could be a lifetime of how to deal with the stress that may be coming on uh, coming upon the child. So in this, I find it very interesting because they're going to be claiming that within this, they can actually test through all of the energy and otherwise within the child, they can actually go up to almost five minutes. Five minutes, which is really intense to me because I think they know five minutes in advance that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's a 60-second warning that you're you're going to need to deal with a problem in 60 seconds, and the, the technology is going to be able to address that with even more time. Incredible stuff. Uh, we mentioned this one off the top, uh, Tesla getting into the insurance business. Well, we spoke about self-driving cars. Yeah. What's going to happen in the insurance industry? I mean, one of the biggest things about insurance is humans keep smashing into each other, right? And we talk about... Well, what happens when an autonomous driving environment is following rules, watching out for the other driver, it isn't distracted, um, there's going to be a lot less claims. Well, sure enough, we know that that means all of insurance rates are probably going to go high because they're a part of a profitable business. What does Tesla do? He goes, hey, Warren Buffett, chew on this. Tesla in California has just launched their new insurance company. I think it's genius. I think it's absolutely genius. Uh, It's actually intriguing to see how Elon Musk is able through uh, Tesla to be able to go, really? You think that's going to be a problem? We're going to fix it. So get ready, folks, because Tesla is going to be offering car insurance right now it's in the state of california but they've made it very clear that over the next five years there will be an option of autonomous uh vehicle insurance that will be provided from tesla 
Excellent stuff. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left here. What's going on with voice assistants? Voice assistants. This I have to bring up because in England, I think this is crazy stupid and genius at the same time. The BBC, the, the British Broadcasting Group, yep. okay, is come out with a new voice activation assistant called Beep. And that's the wake-up term, by the way, Bill. You have to say beep, and it, you know, kind of like hello, Google, whatever. Yeah. You, this one you say beep, which is just the most ridiculous wake-up word. But the government of England is using taxpaying dollars to buy the or create these voice assistants, and it will be very much derived around the news cut. So it's almost like 900CHML is creating its own talk box, and if you say, okay, Adam, it will now bring on Tech Talk, and it will answer questions. It gives you news, it gives you weather, it gives you highlights of what's going on in the in the, in the the news and the broadcast. So anyway, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's kind of like launching this little, little tiny voice box with the massive Goliath. Uh, voice boxes that exist I, I don't know if this is smart or if it's absolutely the stupidest thing I've ever heard but it concerns me because all I can see is Canadian government going we could have that for us and get the taxpayers to pay for it and would a Canadian really want it and maybe we would. Maybe we'd need a little more Canadianism with our voice assistants. Uh, we're just about out of time here. Uh, very quickly, MacBooks are the latest uh, fire hazard, really. Well, there is a, a, a version of 2015 MacBook Pros. If you have a MacBook Pro 2015, I highly encourage you go to the Apple website. You need to type in the serial code number because if it is registered, it is very likely to explode or catch fire. So they are replacing it. It is one hundred percent. It's a re- it's a recall. Yeah. However, airlines are having nothing of it. As we just mentioned, yeah. they haven't come out with the 3D model yet, but they are more or less doing tests right now, and it's been claimed American Airlines, uh, Delta Airlines, are not even letting anyone with a carry-on with a MacBook because they don't have time to look at what your model is, and they look very similar. They're just saying, sorry, if you have a MacBook, you're not bringing it on our airline. There you go. Word to the wise. Hey, thanks for coming in today. My pleasure. Have thanks, Have a great Bill. weekend. Yeah, you too. This is uh, Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135 with Adam Oldfield, brought to you by Vacuuman. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.